Hey kids, you're listening to Nothing in Moderation with Travis and Mike. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on this regularly scheduled dumpster fire. You can catch us on all the social medias under at Nothing in Mod Pod. So let's go ahead and get this hillbilly hogfight underway. Oh, man, I love the new intro. Yeah, I, I kind of like it too. The hillbilly hog show thing is hysterical to me. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think we, I think we should do like we talked about and change it every. Uh, God damn it! I knew that was going to happen. Um, change it every, uh, every week or so. Somebody thrown away. New. Somebody thrown away a wind chime in yeah, our dumpster. Yeah, you know, it just you know, I asked them not to just randomly throw shit in the dumpster, and they don't ever listen. You just got to hang on to it for the, uh, yeah. for the sca- the scavenger with the mm-hmm. the buggy. Yeah, I'll give it to him next time he walks by. So I saw the other day on Facebook, you posted uh, a picture of what I'm assuming is a new girlfriend. It, sort of. I mean, it, she doesn't, she doesn't really like to be referred to as a girlfriend, but you know. Well, non-binary? She's non-binary. That's correct. Okay. I don't know what that means, but that's what she is. <laughs> so uh, what's the, what's the skinny? Uh, you know, I'm kind of lonely. So I, uh, I went out and, uh, you know, somebody was selling it for a good deal. So I, you know. I had one in a previous life and felt like maybe it was time to rescue this one and, you know, give it a new home. Time to not be the dummy in the relationship. Yeah. Well, you know, that's never going to, even, even with an actual dummy, I'm, I'm still going to be the dummy. That's cool. So now I, uh, my wife is, uh, she's getting back into making jewelry and, um, you know, we're using, we've been doing some, some reselling on eBay. So we're going to use it to properly display, uh, items that we're selling or jewelry that she makes or stuff like that. And it was just another i actually got it from um a girl that makes leather like wallets and and other leather accessories like purses and um different shit i was gonna say a wallet really doesn't have much use for a bust no the um but she uh, i actually bought my wallet from her um and she was posted on instagram and she's like moving into a new place and she had to get rid of a bunch of shit so oh. i i grabbed that and uh another whiteboard that we're going to use for our eBay stuff and shit inside. So. That's cool. Is the, you said the wife's going to be making jewelry and stuff. Yeah. Does she already have some sort of account or anything? That- it's, um, it's Rosie, R-O-S-I-E-A-L-L-C-O underscore handmade underscore resale on Instagram. Okay, so we can probably share the link to the yeah, Instagram Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tag it uh, when, we, when we post this particular episode. Um, the few things that we've got on eBay right now are, you know, they're up there for you to check out. And we're... Um, talking about getting some some flyers made to put in the stuff we sell on ebay you know just like hey thanks for buying you know this is follow us here for you know first access to new stuff and stickers maybe stickers we did get more stickers have you just started slapping them up places yeah you know that gorilla campaigning <laughs> I've, I've slapped them over all the urinals and the bars i hang out with nice good thing or at. i was gonna say so you've just been slapping them up in your bathroom in your kitchen yeah okay different heights based on alcohol levels yeah yeah well because i feel like you pee in the sink at your house <laughs> No, that's for pooping. Oh, okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Pee in the shower. <laughs> Somebody just duped in the urinal. Oh, shit, my pants. <laughs> oh, man. 
The uh, um, so you uh, I had an actual fucktastic day, so um, we uh, I'm gonna be just kind of in and out. Fucking work was absolutely fucking terrible, so like I they take your new chair away. No, not yet. But I uh, I, had, I I had to, I almost farted in it. I uh, actually this is how I know I'm getting old. I had to fart the other day, and I also had to sneeze. And the sneeze I can you know I can let out, but I had to pos- <laughs> I had to position myself in the chair. To clench the cheeks so that the fart did not escape when sneezing. Because, you know, you, you let go of all your other bodily, you know, functions when you sneeze. Well, because I clenched my ass cheeks while I was sneezing and the way I was had adjusted myself in the chair, I ended up hurting my back when I sneezed, which is the most old man thing I think I could ever do. But at least it was at work and now you can get workers comp. Correct. Correct. And luckily I didn't shit myself because that could have been a possible outcome as well. So I actually keep pants in the truck for that scenario. Smart. Yeah. Better if you pick something up and tear them. Yeah, yeah, or drop it low like I'm known to do, because I will definitely show someone how low I can drop it if I'm asked. I like the way you twerk it. Is that that's not the right lyrics? No, I was going to say those, but in my head, that's what you do. I mean, I do. I'm a I'm a little bit of a twerker. I throw my tiny hiney in a semicircle. (laughs) I think I said that joke the other day. I think you did too. Previous episode, Uh, and it makes my wife laugh uncontrollably. Tiny hiney, you definitely said. Yeah. Um. So tiny years coming up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you guys have ended up going with us to that. We try to go every year. No. It's uh, it's at the Buddhist temple, and, mm-hmm. and all the proceeds and stuff go to the temple and stuff like that. And it's a, it's a good time. And we the one of the years that we went, we we were over at one of the food tents, mm-hmm. and they have like a a rented porta potty trailer. Okay. You know, like where there's yeah. four porta potties yep. on each side, and it's supposed to be men on one side, women on the mm-hmm. other. And Ashley just told me the other day about a story that while we were there, she spotted somebody, a lady coming out of one of the porta potties that clearly had an all cock incident mm-hmm. where she ruined her pants <laughs> visibly. Yeah. And there was, there's nowhere to go because oh, you're up because no. yeah. the temple's out in the middle of this huge field. Mm-hmm. So at minimum, you're walking by all of the new year's Eve goers and oh, your full brown stain oh, in it. That's bad times. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean. Oh, I, man. <laughs> I f- my heart goes out to that person. I don't even know who they are because that's got to be terrible. Yeah. Just because you got to wallow in it for the rest of the night. Like, I just go home. Yeah. Like I, Order the gas station. Yeah. And just toss it. Yeah. <laughs> drive I've, home I've, naked. <laughs> I've, I've been known to leave underwear in gas station bathrooms before in my adult life. Yeah, there's a there's a Circle K uh, between here and Orlando that has has claimed at least two pairs of my underwear. So it's that hour and a half. That's why I don't miss working in Orlando. That fucking hour and a half drive home in traffic. You get you don't have to poop when you leave work, but you get halfway home and you know you got to poop. Well, but halfway home when you go the way I go, you're in the fucking woods. <laughs> so there's nothing you can do. You just got to kind of sit there and hope it doesn't. You know, doesn't you got to perch yourself up in the seat so you don't shit yourself. But the good news is. By the time you get home, you don't have to poop anymore. That's correct, because you've definitely already pooped in your chair. So that's why I bought the that's why I bought the pleather seats in my old truck. I bought the work the work truck seats. They wiped down. I got the vinyl floors and the the fake the fake leather. Oh golly. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. So this year, if you want to go to Thai New Year, you mm-hmm. should go with us. I mean, that sounds kind of cool. Not going with you part doesn't sound like yeah. going with you doesn't sound that great. There's a lot of people. So it's it's a two day. That's f- also not <laughs> right. You're I've, not I've, selling me on this, right? It's a two day festival with lots of food and stuff, and mm. 
Saturdays a lot more family friendly, like uh, yeah. people aren't as wild. <laughs> and Sundays, pe- you have to be prepared to get wet or shaving creamed. But it's a good time. So Lots of really good you've, food. You've presented me with no no the o- option. Food is the only thing that you said that I'm like, well, food. Like the food, food is good, man. But then everything else, like people, shaving creamed, <laughs> wet, Mm-mm, none of that. Possibly shitting myself. Well, you don't have to shit yourself. It's not like she was the role model. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Everybody in the I shit myself conga line. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine just a group of people conga ing around and the room with, yeah, with, with shit all down the back of their legs. Just ruined socks everywhere. It's like the human centipede. 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 Yeah, centipede. I like centipede. The cuttlefish. <laughs> Talking of messes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's bad times. So we're of the age where, where Nirvana was a thing for us. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a terrible segue via messes. And the Kurt Cobain thing, obviously. That's <laughs> that's the mess and when the band ended. Yeah. But uh, Dave Grohl was mm-hmm. obviously in that band uh, as the drummer, I believe. And then went and started Foo Fighters or okay. ended up in another band with Foo Fighters. And you have to ask yourself – is that the best thing to have happened to Dave Grohl career-wise? Did you ask this because you want me to share my unpopular opinion with everyone about Nirvana? No, because no. I don't think your your unpopular opinion is as unpopular as you think, oh. even in this room. Damn it. Well, yeah, no, I know you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just – my problem, like, it probably – well, I don't know because I, I feel like Nirvana would have had great success had Kurt Cobain not died. Like, they were – they were at the forefront of that era, and I feel like they they were good enough that they could, and with the way things ebb and flow, they could have recently again started touring, even if they had stopped and were going broke, they could have started touring off just, you know, what they had already released, the, you know, Their a couple albums. Yeah, yeah effectively. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, so I'm sure, you know. Well, Foo Fighters is good. We probably wouldn't have gotten Foo Fighters or maybe they wouldn't have made it because you know, I don't know how the, the Dave Grohl thing went. I don't know if he started it or, you know, because I don't really listen to rock music. So, right. Um, the but but I so I don't think that it necessarily would have been any different, really. For Dave. For Dave. Yeah, I don't because like I, I know Foo Fighters, but I, I don't I didn't know Dave Grohl. But I know that's not I'm not the I'm not the norm. No, so. you probably are because most music listener, listeners, M- musical listeners, yeah, put a couple extra H's in there, are uh, casual more so than thoroughly in depth. Yeah, and I think somebody like Louie would be able to give a lot more information on this. And you know, mm-hmm. he'd be like, "Oh, well, Dave was a primary writer, and in the new album that would have come out with Nirvana would have been this percentage of Foo Fighters," and he would know all this mm-hmm. stuff. And obviously, we don't. But well, and because on Reddit, there's those subreddits where they. You know, they're like, oh, what would have happened if this didn't happen? And typically they're based in history. But I, I don't feel like had Kurt Cobain I, – I wonder if Kurt would have adapted to that Foo Fighters style. Because I don't feel like what Foo – what I know of Foo Fighters, I don't feel like is a very Nirvana style or it's, sound. It's more in the teen spirit sound than it is in the okay. you know poly sound yeah. or it is in the – the sadder yeah. stuff. So it's I wonder, more rocky. I wonder in that scenario of like if Kurt Cobain would have went along with even you know if even if Dave Grohl's writing you know X percent, like does he go along with and let the the music take that direction? 
So, and I, I don't know. I don't, like, I, just, I don't know enough to be, you know, commenting really. Not that big of a fan anyway. No, no not at all. Like, I, I seriously, I, like, I, I can name a few Nirvana songs because they were popular when I was listening to rock music still, but, like, I don't, I can't, I can't think of, like, a Foo Fighters song off the top of my head. Really? Yeah. Not, like, Everlong or? Mm-mm. Okay. No, not that at all. Huh. Like, seriously, I don't. Like I, I'm sure if I'm sure if I heard one, I'd be like, "Oh, that's Foo Fighters." Okay, right. But like they kind of had a sound to them. Yeah, like Disturbed, where all of Disturbed albums sound or like all the of one. Godsmack. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, my favorite. There was a one day that because uh, our local JRR, the local rock station, they do like, or I don't know if they do it anymore, but they used to do like a a two for a two for one lunch where they'd play like two songs of the same right. band back to back and there was one day where they played Disturbed and they were like oh and that was our two songs from Disturbed and I was like what? I thought there was only there was only one song and somebody was with me was like no that was two different songs I was like well, no it wasn't there's the same song there's definitely some bands that have a very distinct sound <laughs> like like Volbeat oh I was I was going with Volbeat <laughs> <laughs> every Volbeat song is <laughs> it's like the Swedish chef yeah, song, and, and, I'm, singing. And, and, and coming from me who doesn't know shit about rock music if I can tell you that all of Volbeat shit sounds the same you should probably just assume that I'm right <laughs> I mean it, I I appreciate the contribution to music that Nirvana provided yeah but I'm not going to listen to a whole Nirvana album. No, I not then. Not and now. I like rock. I like rock music. Yeah, but I'm all, my unpopular opinion. I don't really enjoy the Beatles. I, I appreciate what they did, and I, they did it in a very short period of time. And I just I, I can't. I like the Beatles more than I like Nirvana. But I, I, I share a similar opinion, but like, I'm not, I'm not like in love with the Beatles. I don't understand people's love affair with the Beatles. I never have. I can tell you that my favorite Beatles songs are songs that are covers, like that somebody else mm-hmm. did the Beatles song. And, and I think we talked about this with my opinion about Michael Jackson too. Like yeah. I, I appreciate everything he did. He's clearly- Do you like the Alien Ant Farm version of Annie, Are You Okay? More than Michael's version of Annie, Are You Okay? Yes. That is the most atrocious thing I've ever heard come out of someone's mouth. I think the Michael Jackson video is better than the Alien Ant Farm video. Oh, yeah. But I well, I prefer the rock sound of well, the song. Well, that's, that's never it's, – it's something that people debate often is that like, like there's nobody that performs or performed the way Michael does or did. And that's what ever. made him the quote unquote king yeah, and of pop. There are people who will draw correlations to a Beyonce performance and how choreographed they are and how well put together they are to kind of like compare her in some ways. But even then, it's like, you know, there's, there's just nobody's going to do anything like Michael. Well, and she like didn't, Michael she's did not it. blazing the way. Like there's stuff that no, Mike no, no, did and absolutely. Mike did quote unquote first. Yeah, yeah. You know, and again, not that we're commenting on any of the, no. the, the stories or anything, just the. No. It, but. That's not my type of music. Yeah. So it, it was never that big of a deal to me. And then when rock and roll artists do it, I like it better. Just uh, the song "Sail" by mm-hmm. AWOL Nation. Okay. Do you know? Or you, I'll play it for you after the show. Yeah, yeah. But Ashley really likes the song. It's a very minimalist lyrically song, mm-hmm. but conveys what it does okay. and, and through the music and stuff. Well, I think it's a Devil Driver mm-hmm. does a metal version of that song, and to me, that song is way more enjoyable because it's heavy, and I like heavy music. Yeah. Other people, not so much. You okay. know what I mean? But yeah, but the sense. Beatles just aren't. We when we were in Vegas, we went and saw Love, which mm-hmm. is a Circus Olay Beatles song. Mm-hmm. I had to fight to stay awake. <laughs> it just it wasn't 
Like I get it. It's cool if you like it, and yeah. it's, it's acrobatic. And but for the price, and and you I'm sound not like a real old, old man right I, now. I am. It, I'm just I had not trouble a, staying awake, and it was too expensive. It, it was. I, I feel you though. I'm, it just so, it's not my thing. In it in. Similar but polar opposite, Jen and I went to um, Blue Man Group. Okay. And Blue Man Group was the most ridiculous thing. Like, after about five minutes, I had figured out the gimmick, and I was, Meh, okay, I'm done with this. It's just really fucking noisy at this point. Mm. That's all it is. Just fucking noise. Was that your stomach? That was. Sweet Jesus. I know we said we weren't going we to talk about that, but God, I hope that got picked up. If it didn't get picked up on the microphones, I will cut this part out. But if it did, good God. Um, but no, Blue Man Group was fucking mostly terrible. Like it was, it's too long. It's it's just the same shit over and over again. And it's just you know, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. I mean, Ashley's Ashley, I think, has seen it, and she's gone to the Circus Olay <laughs> show here in Orlando, mm-hmm. Lanuba or whatever it was, yeah. several times. Yeah. Um, we we hit some other shows when we were in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And had like absinthe in Vegas is a small, a small venue, and it's set up like a, a carnival used to be, like where there's a carnival barker and he's the host, and it's impressive feats of strength or agility or stuff. And that one, it's an adult only show because there's a little you know scantily clad or nudity or whatever it is, but it ended up being a lot of fun, and to me was well worth the money in comparison to, the the Beatles Love show. Okay. You know, I didn't want to fall asleep. Maybe it was the uncomfortable chair. Could be, but but it was a good time. That's good. The uh, I I'm just I'm not I'm not big on concerts or or just shows like that in general. So there's you know they're not going to work for me. Yeah, I mean, the older I get, the little the less I like being cramped. It was mm-hmm. a little less cramped than a maximum occupancy theater. Yeah, but you know, if you want to if you want to check out some some kick ass shows that are typically not crowded. You can go check out my man MC Chris oh, when he's God. in town. I would, I would, I would not like to do that. It's a good time, man. I've heard good things. I um, see, and we get. I know he doesn't come up here, but like our local little bar, we get a couple of good shows a year from like Bone Thugs comes here, uh, Collie that's, Buzz. What? That's so interesting to think. Yeah, it's weird because they like, were big. Yeah, huge. Um, and they they come here every year. Um, in Sanford, um, Bubba Sparks does West End. Or at least a couple of years ago, he did it. Um, from what I understand, he does it fairly regularly. Um, so it's you know it's, it's cool, but like the MC Chris thing, like I I've I've seen some of his stuff on Adult Swim, and like I I, I legit think he's funny. Um, but I just like the small clubs freak me out as much as like the big crowds do. If maybe maybe a little more, the small clubs packed with people might freak me out a little more. So I, I don't know that I would enjoy myself purely for the environment. Is it just because the limited shoulder room is the concept yeah, or just the, the hate, room being small? Or? I hate being shoulder to shoulder with people. I hate um, crowds in general. Like when we went to see the Joe Budden podcast, it was at the Plaza Live. Okay. Um, which is probably a little bit bigger than what MC Chris is going to do. But it was still like it was like because it's more of like a theater setting. And like okay. a theater setting I'm okay with. But like the bigger – the bigger like um, shows for like you went to with Love or Blue Man Group, and then like the smaller clubs that I know like MC Chris does because he does like he'll do the what used to be the social yeah. or so smaller places than like a, a Hard Rock or House yeah. Blues, smaller than that yeah. typically. Well, for the ones I've been to yeah. at least. So like I 
if he were doing the hard rock, I, I'd probably be a little more apt to go and enjoy myself and actually be able to pay attention to him. Instead um, of what's going on around But, you. like, at the social, I'm going to be on edge the entire time and, like, constantly, like, looking around and, you know, it's just. Yeah, I do that, too, um, given my background and stuff. Yeah. I, I put myself in a position where nobody can really get behind me and I can I can keep an eye on everything. <laughs> Except me. Yeah. You're always allowed to be there. Yeah. But uh, it it's just one of those things like it's a it's cool to go out and support a, yeah. an artist that i've been following for for 15 plus years and you know he, like you said he's helped with cartoon network stuff he's been on aqua teen hunger force he's yeah. on c lab 2021 yeah. i think he's got like eight albums out he's done some solo work and yeah. he recently got himself in a way that he's booking all his own shows and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that he moved out to california from new york to try and to really roll things and he went through some hard times and some struggles and oh yeah I actually unfollowed him on Facebook during some of his hard times and struggles. Yeah, you know, it, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. It, and I've seen some people complain at him on there about, yeah. hey, man, nah. you're, you're doing this or you shouldn't nah. you shouldn't put that out there. And Shit ain't none of my business. <laughs> like, yeah, and I, whether what he's putting out there, mm-hmm. that information is not my business, yep. nor is me to tell him what he should or shouldn't do Absolutely. with his professional page. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually carry the way. It just, you know, like I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm finally to a point in my life where like I can be like, that's not for me. And just unfollow it and move on and not, I don't have to say anything, but there was a time in my life where I'd have been like, oh, you're fucking stupid. Nobody, why, why do you do this? I don't care anymore. Yeah. I told you the other day I had a, an adult <laughs> moment on, on the Facebook. I got, <laughs> yeah. I got annoyed with some boomer ass shit boomers. and was going to correct them and said, you know what? I don't have to say anything mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter. That's where I've gotten with pretty much everything in social media. Um, I, I just, and it sucks because <laughs> Now, because I'm trying to promote the podcast and, and grow a different social media following, like I can't – on my personal page, I can still do that. But I have to be able to balance it and push my personal stuff aside for show stuff. And like so it's I'm – finding, I'm finding some trouble doing that. But the uh, – I'm, uh, I'm getting over it. But the, uh, the MC Chris thing was just – it's weird because there's a lot of local businesses here in the town and you know yeah. that we live in and or I live in, and there's a couple of them that don't do as much business, I guess, as they think they should, and they will rant on Facebook about people not coming and visiting them and going to other bigger stores for things. Like one of them is a toy store, and like they will complain, and I'm like, all the energy you put into complaining about people not coming into your store. You could probably put into advertising or finding a way to draw them in. And it just – so it doesn't make sense to me like – and it was similar with the MC Chris thing. Like I, I get what he's trying to do and maybe that was his his route for, for doing what he did because it obviously you know helped with whatever. Right. And it's not like you – it's not like he was – I don't think he was asking for like just straight up donations. Like I think he was trying to sell things in – you know to help fix his problem. He was like this is my problem help me get rid of this shit so I can fix it. Right. And he put his Patreon out yeah. there and he, yeah, he even absolutely. said, I have a GoFundMe if yeah. anybody wants to do straight donations. Yeah. And that's, and if you're, I see it a lot with podcasts because there are people who, you know, they, some people are so passionate about podcasts that like they, and it's happened to me before in, in a smaller scale, I guess, but like, I feel like some of the podcasts I've listened to or still listen to, like I'm, in a sense, friends with those people. Not, I don't believe that I'm legitimately their friend. Right, but you have a connection. But like, there's a connection. Like when I'm sitting around listening to them, I feel like I'm, I don't realize that I'm listening to them on a podcast. I literally feel like they're sitting here like you and I are. And I know Jen has, um, 
you know, strong feelings like that about the My Favorite Murder girls that she listens to. Like she, you know, that's just, the, those are her, those are her best friends. Um, you know, and, and I, I love that it, those types of environments are created. So like I, you know, putting out the GoFundMe and people applying, you know, that's, that shit doesn't bother me at all. It's not for me, but like, it doesn't bother me. Um, I forgot where I was going with this now. I was just ranting and <laughs> you completely were, fucking forgot where I was going. I with think this. you were coming around to what it was you thought he did that he, you didn't care to see. No. Cause like, I, I just didn't like it just, I don't, because I'm not a fan, I guess. Um, I don't oh, where I was going. Cause I was talking about the, the local stores. Um, like if your plan is to complain if, and that's how you think you're going to get people in, it's probably not going to work. No. Like, that's just not the route you take. Like, actually, there there's one of the businesses that does it here that's a um, – that complains a lot. And they – you know, I, I used to frequent it for the most part. I would stop in, you know, more frequently than I would other places. And now just because of all they do and is complaining, I just – I don't even bother anymore. It's it's the honey versus vinegar concept. Yeah. Which way do you catch more yeah. flies? And You know, instead of – instead of um, I was listening to Gary Vee, I think it was. And you know who John Tapper is the – I feel like I talked about this. Maybe I told somebody else about it, but John Tapper, Taffer, whatever, he's the bar rescue guy. Okay. And he was explaining a concept with a new restaurant where you, when you, when your waiter walks up to the table, have you been here before? Uh, no, we haven't been here before. So you give that table a red napkin so that as people pass by, they know they see the red napkin. They know that's a new customer that's never been here before. That's smart. Yeah. Well, you, you also, you give them. You know, if it's a party of four, you comp one of their meals. Hang on. Here's the logic. You, so you, you just comp their meal, which is one of them. Right. Cost you 6 or $7 in food costs for whatever their meal is. You then give them a business card that says, hey, come back and see us. Here's a discount on your next meal. $5 off the chicken plate or whatever, I think is the example he used. Right. Well, that coupon, when they come back and use it, that chicken plate is just it's dead, dead money. You know, you... They're going to pay you the food cost of it at least. The discount is, you know, the third time or when they're done the second time, you say, hey, if you come back and see us again, I've got a dessert for you. Here's the dessert, you know, give you a card for a free dessert. So you're out seven or eight bucks. But the after the third time, that person is more likely to come back and see you, you know, and become a loyal customer. And I feel like that's the and it doesn't have to be, you know, but like if you a toy store, you've got, you know, like little 25 cent toys or something. You know, give that out to one of the kids. Right. The, a lot of the times the, the term for that is a loss leader yeah. in business. And, and the idea is, are you okay with losing the money on this mm-hmm. in order to secure something else? Yeah. I've, I've worked in restaurants and bars mm-hmm. and stuff before. I've never seen it done that way with food because food typically has a higher, yeah. a higher cost, lower margin yeah. than alcohol. So like if you're giving someone a free drink or a two, the whole thing of two for ones on happy hour or whatever, you're still even making money off two for ones most of the time, especially Mm -hmm. on liquor drinks. That's why, you know, it's okay to give away coupons for that or, or, Hey, you know, first time, let me, let me buy you a drink or whatever it is. And it's not the end of the world, but I'd never, never seen that before with, Mm -hmm. with food in any restaurant I've ever been to. not saying that I've not either, but I, I think the concept of it is a great idea. I think. I mean, if it works, it works. Mm-hmm. I know, I know my aunt and uncle didn't do that with all the restaurants they've owned. Yeah. Now, now the first, is this your, Hey, is this your first visit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, welcome, blah, blah, blah. My name yeah. is Travis and this is what we do. And, and putting specific colored napkins mm-hmm. down, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. You know, the only thing 
that I could see as a drawback is if they come back and then they're like, oh, we got such good service the first time. And now that we're back, we get shit service. And Well, no, but that's the thing is when they're giving, I mean, you're, you, you have to maintain your level of service. Absolutely. No matter what. So that's, that's a, I, I see, I see that, but it's just, you know, it's one of those things that like, if you, if, if you got people on your staff, they're going to give them shit service, whether it's their first visit or their 30th. Yeah. They, they're going to give them be shit service staff. that day. Yeah. We, we have a restaurant over by us. That's apparently a franchise. And we went to the original one. Uh, out in Polk County, so mm-hmm. a fair drive because Ashley had been there before, and it was great. Mm-hmm. The The environment was great. It's a steakhouse. The food was great. Service was great. And then they opened one over by us, and it was now coming, now coming. And it was that way for like six months. Mm-hmm. So it opens. We let the crowds go. We go and visit, and we have a really not good experience. Mm-hmm. And it's it was a bad enough experience. We probably should have said something, and we didn't. You know, we ordered, we both ordered steak or whatever and got a side of, of sauteed mushrooms. The sauteed mushrooms were literally poured out of a can <clears> and into one of the boats or whatever and brought out. Like they weren't hot. They still smelled very much so of dirt and fungus and we didn't touch them. Like we each had one and said no. Yeah. And they noticed and they comped that off the bill, which we weren't asking them to because we asked for them. But, you know, the uh, Gordon Ramsay makes the comment, people are always scared to say something because they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. They don't want to cost somebody money. But if you have a legitimate bad experience, politely bring it up because there's no way that a bad a, a bad apple can be fixed if, if it, it's not brought mm-hmm. up and brought to somebody's attention. Mm-hmm. And now that restaurant has since closed because every single person I've talked to had the exact same type of experience we did. Mm-hmm. They've revamped it as a, a crab and seafood restaurant under the same ownership. Mm. And it reopened and everyone's still having the same bad experience. Oh. Weird. Because so it wasn't the menu. <laughs> no, the menu was great and the yeah. cuts of meat were great because they're from the same provider and everything. It was the people who were serving were not really on top of it. The kitchen was slow, which is fine. I don't mm-hmm. mind waiting for my food. It's not the end of the world. But it's like if you offer free bread and free salad and all the other tables are getting it and the table you're sitting at doesn't, it's like, hey. Uh, see, and I'm I'm to the point with – and I like that we're talking about food again. It's my favorite. Um, we haven't done anything funny yet. That's true. Well, I mean, you know, not all of them are going to be funny. Oh no. So <laughs> God damn, we're going to have to scrap this whole thing. If nothing funny happens, um, the, I will like Jen, Jen and I've gotten up and like walked out of restaurants where we were sitting there and didn't even get served water or have anybody ask us what we wanted to drink or any of that shit within like the first three or four minutes. Like if, and, and people are like visibly getting drinks and shit around us and, I'll get up and walk right the fuck out and never come back. Oh, you mean like being sat at Buffalo Wild Wings and sitting there for 30 minutes before someone Listen, takes a drink if order? you walk into Buffalo Wild Wings and, and you it, expect good service, you're dumb as hell, first of all. I don't need good service. I just need some if, service. If you expect any service. <laughs> Valid. Because you, you could have just walked up to the bar and got that shit yourself. <laughs> My sister-in-law, there was, we went to the Denny's on iDrive, like... I used to work down that way. My brother worked with me for a while and we went to breakfast one morning after work and fucking the server wasn't getting her refill fast enough. And she just got up and like walked behind the counter and refilled her drink. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Stealing. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it was, she paid for the, we paid for the drink eventually. Oof. <laughs> but I was like, man, I, I couldn't, I don't have the balls to do that. Like get my own drink and be, you know, but I, you know, some people do. Some people, some people are, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't do that. Yeah. I mean, as many things as I don't give a shit about. Yeah. 
You're I just, try to be respectful. You're most probably just too lazy to get your own drink. That's what it is. <laughs> I just throw the empty yeah. glass at them. You're like, I'll just sit here and not and be thirsty before I'll get up and actually get my <laughs> own drink. It happens. Since we're talking about food, <laughs> since we always talk about food. Fuck it. <laughs> over the weekend, uh, Ashley and I couldn't go anywhere to get ourselves food. Why? Alcohol. Okay. And we went on the Uber Eats or whatever it is that she uses for, for food to be delivered. And the only thing that was open was Wawa. Nice. Which isn't I a big love deal. Wawa so much. So we got chicken tender subs. Mm-hmm. Banging. Oh, yeah. I was very pleased. Have with you it. ever got the barbecue chicken tender sub? No, because I'm a buffalo guy. Man, listen. The the, the BBQ chicken tender sub is, is fucking, it's tits. Nice. Yeah. Well, we got a milkshake or a flurry or whatever the hell. They, a, well, the one you're supposed to eat with a spoon. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a milkshake. Okay. Well, it was a mint chocolate chip milkshake, but they come and they're super thick. Mm-hmm. So when you're applying as much suction as you can to get the ice cream up the straw mm-hmm. and you accidentally find a chocolate chip, you get to choke as the chocolate chip goes flying into the back of your throat. I thought I was dying. <laughs> I didn't realize that's where we were going with that story. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> Could you imagine thinking you're dying on a handful of chocolate chips that came firing out of a, a, a machine gun straw? What a way to go. <laughs> like, I, I would I would probably just lay there and revel in, this is how I'm going to go. This is this is exactly what I prayed for my whole yeah. life. All the dumb shit I've done, and this yeah. is what kills well, me. But, but, like, I I want that story to get told, so I want to go that way. Like, I don't – I was talking to Jen about this shit the other day. Like, one of the, one of the ways I am most scared to die is by slipping and falling in the shower, mainly because then the firefighters have to come drag my naked ass out of the shower. And they're probably going to make fun of me. Maybe. For my kitten sitting on a beanbag. <laughs> Especially when you're dead and cold. Yeah, pretty much. Wait. What? Huh? The cold water no, I makes it. the turtle I retract? <laughs> turtle, turtle. Aww. I know that when, when I worked at the sheriff's office, there was a person who had died in the shower and the water was still running, but they lived alone. So nobody found them for for months. Oh no. Yeah. Wash most of their body down the drain. Yeah. So you got mm-hmm. part of the body that's a skeleton and part of it that's not. Oof. So. I might wonder what their water bill was that month. Not like they had to pay it. Their landlord was pissed. That's oh. insensitive and I like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> since we're. Yay. Something funny happened. We don't have to scrap this whole episode. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, I'll dark, cut that part out. So it's kind of dark humor and. Anybody who's listening that knows me mm-hmm. knows I tend so, to. So all six of our listeners that know Travis. Right. Because the ones that know you probably don't know me. I don't. They, I, I don't have any. The only people that listen to this that know me is my wife. Oh. And you. Well, then she knows how dark it gets. Yep. Um, but. My friends don't support me like yours do. <laughs> I think they, I, I really feel like they tolerate it because there's been times where I've said something and I've gotten cringes. Mm-hmm. from my actual friends. And I'm like, oh, they didn't really realize mm-hmm. it went that dark. Yeah, And I've been out before at a bar sitting with a group of random people and, mm-hmm. and someone's like, they tell some joke that to me is very mild. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, sorry, I've got a dark sense of humor. Mm-hmm. That's like. Let me show you dark. Well, and I'm not, I, I don't feel like Step I. Step in my trench coat. <laughs> I don't feel like I, I tell dark humor that is intentionally dark. You know, I, like, I text message with you. Yes, you do. Well, but I don't say it because, haha, let me be edgy. I'm so dark. Okay. <laughs> I think maybe once in a while. Yeah. But when I say it, it actually makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. And it's not just it's edgy, so I laugh. Like yeah. 
the you whole, legitimately think it's funny. And, you know, here's an alleged situation. Yeah. Because I don't think we've talked about this on the air, but I've talked to you about it. Yeah. When I worked at the sheriff's office, I was sitting in my patrol car and the vehicle in front of me went through the green light. It turned green. They drove through it lawfully. But the homeless guy crossing the street was wearing dark clothes and the car in front of me walloped him. I mean, like full Simone Biles, handless cartwheel type shit. I shouldn't be laughing at this. God damn it. And, you know, the guy goes down. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck this. And I'd pull over to block traffic and turn on the lights. and cut, You just you know, keep driving. And just hit him, run him over, swerve at him. No. But I pull over, turn on the lights, and call out that, you know, everything that's happening or whatever. Yeah. And the car pulls off because they didn't see the guy crossing the yeah. street. And they, they freaked out because it's a little old lady. And she comes running up and she's like, is he going to be okay? And I'm like, uh. <laughs> But, you know, I get out, I call it out and put it on my gloves, personal yeah. protective equipment. Everybody mm-hmm. should use it. Yeah. And you, when you're doing the triage, it's like, all right, are they breathing? Are they responsive, yep. et cetera? So I can see they're breathing, they're bleeding, they're gurgling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I asked the question, sir, what's your name? And all they get is a gurgle. And my first and natural response is, can you spell that? <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> and I know. Just, just real quick, just for everybody that's out there listening to this, I've heard this story no less than 10 times. And I laugh like this every fucking time I hear it because it's that funny to me. And and it wasn't, nobody no, else could hear no, me no, except no. for the guy on the ground. <laughs> yeah, well. And, and maybe he couldn't even hear me, but... You know, it was just, that was my natural reaction. It, yeah. The first time I went to a death call, I'm still in training yeah. and it's a little old lady and you have to search the house and you know, you have to secure any loose money, try and find a will, you inspect the body for signs of foul play. Is that part like, and I, I mean this in all sincerity, like is trying to find a will part of the. You're, you're supposed to try and find some sort of documentation to start contacting next okay. of kin and all stuff right. like that. Okay. And, and especially if it's an older person, they want you to try and what is reasonable, especially with another person Mm -hmm. there, go through to where if the house is going to be left unoccupied, people don't get in and steal stuff that could be significant. You collect medications, you collect Mm -hmm. loose cash, stuff like that. So my training officer goes outside with a backup unit and I'm, I'm finishing my walk through the house, trying to find stuff. And I come out and step out with the two of them. And, and mind you, I've been through the academy, through the agency's process, and now I'm in the field and this is my second phase. So it's like my 14th shift mm-hmm. in the patrol car. I pull out of my back pocket a, a granola bar and I open it and I start eating it and they're both staring at me <laughs> wide-eyed and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm hungry. They're like, please tell me you didn't take that from inside the house. <laughs> And I'm like, you guys are not, of course not that I brought this with me. And they're like, and it doesn't bother you to eat. And I was like, why would it? Like, There's a dead person. I'm like, okay. Am home, I supposed home, to share? Homeboy got to eat. <laughs> you know, like it, I, it didn't register because yeah. I'm, I'm partially up that special. Yeah. It just, I don't understand why it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It, well, it's, <laughs> it, I mean, it's. It's not like that's, I guess that's, and and I, I don't, you know, what's weird is like, I, I feel like there's a time and a place and like your, to, 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 I guess roll back a little bit to like to the, to the Kobe thing. Like I, I don't feel like that was an, especially the fucking like two and three days after it happened was the time or the place. I ignored most of the shit. I got mad at some of it. And like I still, I, I still don't think it's anything to to joke about necessarily, but I also don't 
I'm not naive enough to think that it's not, you know, that the the sadness or the tragedy of, of anything in that just doesn't just wear off eventually. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm also, for the most part, I am cold when it comes to things like that. Like they don't, they just don't phase me. Right. And, and, and I know not everybody's like that. So it's, you know, you're, you're more like me. You're actually probably worse than I am at the, or not worse, but like you're, you're more, more cold. Yeah. More jaded than, than I am. And, but I'm pretty fucking jaded. And it's not necessarily a good trait. And, you know, that's one of the things that ends up being an issue with anyone who works in law enforcement for any period of time is yeah. really separating the at work versus the at home. Mm-hmm. And not that I ever went hands on, you know, with a significant other or anything like that. Thankfully, yeah. you know, I was able to keep my happiness at home and my my serious attitude at work. But it is very common for for people to go hands-on at home because they're so used to being hands-on at work mm-hmm. or, and it's even worse with corrections, ladies and gentlemen, I think, because corrections, people are fucking the worst. Well, I don't want to talk negatively uh-huh. about them, nope. but, but they have a lot more hands-on experience at work. Everybody they go to work with mm-hmm. inmate wise, they probably, or potentially go hands-on every single day. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of cops don't do that. You know, I, I think I told you, I have a friend of mine that was a cop up in Gwinnett County. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's the Atlanta area. Uh, basically, yeah. Because yeah, that's where Ritz is from. Yeah, it's like north. I think Gwinnett is north, northeast of Atlanta. Okay. Maybe. But he was working there for like three years about the time I had been with the sheriff's office down here for four years. Gwinnett County is where University of Georgia is, I believe. Okay. I think they're like Athens is this one of the cities within Gwinnett County. Okay. So, But he's a county unit. So anyone who's listening out of town, county units handle all 911 stuff. Not in city limits down here and in, in where he was from. But him and I are having a conversation about the different crazy things that we've dealt with. And he'd been there for like three years. And I asked him, have you ever got, gone to like a self-inflicted gunshot wound suicide call? Like, and he's like, oh, no, man, I've never seen anything like that. And I was like, in three years? And he said, no, man, we, we don't have those very often. I said, oh, well, down here, you know, we probably have them once a month in the district I work in. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've been to a couple. And it was just interesting to see how much different his perspective was having experienced a lot less versus my experience having been, you know, I I worked as much overtime as I could and tried to go to every call I could and tried to be in the middle of the shit if something bad was happening and always tried to make sure I was first so that I could diffuse the situation as best as possible, even for the, for both the citizens and for my coworkers, Mm. but just the difference in it's like, oh man, I've never seen that. I don't know how I'd handle it. I think I'd puke. And I'm like, oh, well, I've walked into a place before with a self. Sorry, I just didn't stop the mic. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're going to have to cut that whole section out. But I've walked into a house before with a self inflicted gunshot wound. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to go back to what we said Michael before, Angelo been here? Kurt Cobain. But I mean, on the ceiling instead of on the wall, yeah. and you have brain matter fall on you. And you're just like, oh, well. That's, that's a bit much. And, and like you said, you become cold to it. The, mm-hmm. You know, I worked with guys that every single death call they went to, they're like, man, I don't even want to inspect the body. It's, it grosses me out. The mm-hmm. smell bothers me. I got to rub, rub Vicks on my, on my you know, my yeah. upper lip. And I was just like, yeah, it stinks, but okay. Yeah. Just take a deep breath when you walk in. Mm-hmm. It'll saturate everything. You'll hate it. And then just get in there and do your job. Yeah. I, um, when I worked at the bail bonds office, I got pretty well jaded to pretty much everything that I saw in there. The, the only thing that I could not unjade myself from was the, the KTs. 
um, the, KT? The, the pedophile guys, the kid touchers. Oh, kid touchers. Yeah, you know, and it, it's it's one of those. It's actually one of the one of the, the reasons that I I moved on, or I, I was okay moving on from it, I guess, um, because like I just can't. It, it's a it's a weird catch twenty two where like you need you've got families to feed and you've got to support them and this is how you do it. Um, you know, but you're, you, I can't be okay with, you, you know, feel like you're snap. helping out someone who shouldn't it's, be exactly. But, but then at the same time, like you, you know, you, you understand that the bail system is part of our justice system and how it works and you know, whatever, like it, you know, so it's just a, it's, it's one of those things that's hard. So like I, you know, but I, for pretty much everything else, like people are like, oh, you know, I, I'll talk about having like regular customers and shit. People are like regular customers. I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> like there's, there's guys that we'd see in there, you know, three times a week bonding themselves or counterparts out. Like, it, you know, just, we had accounts with <laughs> like higher profile people. Right. Like we had, you know. This guy's in at least once a month. We're going to well, set a it, file. It's not even that. It. It's, 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 um, you know, so-and-so is the, the, the leader for lack of a better way to describe it. And when any, whenever so-and-so calls money's good, go for it. You don't actually need them to come down. You No, no. Well, and they'll swing by at some point, but like, it's, you know, there are certain people that like they call and they say, Hey, this person's in, get them out. You know, you look and see, and you know, depending upon the dollar amount, like there are people that have, you know, there, there were guys that, you know, up to $25,000, wow. we would write it and go get them because we knew the money was good. I never even, you and I never really talked about Mm-mm. that part that much, but that's yeah. really interesting to me. And yeah. I would have asked you to, to yeah. breach your, your agreement or your oath to just start telling me who it is I need to look yeah. for. Yeah. But, the, um, well, and, and see, and I was never licensed, so I didn't really, I didn't have any oath to, to take. So I could have told you whatever you wanted to know. <laughs> hey, puppies. We got puppies. It's the puppy cast. It's the puppy cast. Lizzie Hi, and baby. Alice. Hi, baby girl. Lizzie and Alice want to be on the podcast. That's what they want to do. Hi, babies. Hi. Oh, you're fine. Sorry. No, it's fine. Puppy girl, say hi. Say hi. Say hi, puppy girl. No, they don't want to say hi. Go on, get outside. Go. Get outside. Go. Go and get. Y'all not a hint. All right, sorry. Back to kid touchers. Oh, <laughs> it was a good break. It was, it was a nice uh, moral boost. Um, <laughs> It'll give me a good place to cut out the kid toucher part. Right. Uh, so it all, it all worked out as best it can. Yeah. But that's one of those things that... You know, somebody beats the shit out of their husband or their wife or, yeah. you know, some some bad people hurt each other or mm-hmm. or adults do something. Yeah. Or it, two grown adults transact money for drugs and we take them to jail, you know, because well, they're, you know, doing what they like to do. Right. Yeah. But those are at least people making decisions mm-hmm. and kids are fairly defenseless, especially against adults, especially against their guardians. Adults <clears> they trust. So... That's one of those ones that kind of struck at me Mm -hmm. and I needed to be brought back to, Hey, I get it. It sucks. Yep. Let's just do our jobs. Mm -hmm. And it's where you feel that the system is deficient. Yeah. It's so hard. That was, and that was one of the the hard things for me, um, in those scenarios. Like I just, you can't, I can't recognize the difference in, in, you know, but at the same time, like you can't, Somewhat funny story about about I worked part time for a guy in Orlando that had a, a bail bonds office that was friends with my boss, right? And they were competitors, but she didn't have an office in Orlando, so she let me work part time, you know, to make some extra cash, um, you know, for him in Orlando. And I came in one day. He paid me like two hundred dollars because he bonded out some some kid toucher, but the guy had like 
75 or 80 different charges and each charge is its own bond. And it was the day that I adapted my signature from, from a very long drawn out signature to just like some scribbles and shit. Because when you got to write your fucking signature 300 times to do all this paperwork for him, you, you, you learn to adapt. I didn't realize that you can't just write a blanket. Nope. It's a, every charge is its own bond. Even if it's on the same, Mm -hmm. um, report number, same case number. Yep. Yep. If you charge some guy with two counts of breaking and entering, for example, because it's, it's two separate, it's two separate bonds. Okay, because it's two separate charges with two separate dollar yep. amounts, and, and, and and they will, you know, like the main the main bond will be five thousand dollars, and then you know the other ones will be a hundred, and the like with the hundred dollar bonds, there's a minimum in Florida, so right. it's it's a hundred dollars for me or a hundred dollars at the jail. Pick your, you know, whatever. I want your money, but I don't care either way. It's hundred bucks. I'm not, you know. That's why you just have to make sure when you're putting them in jail for multiple things, you put one of the charges that has no bond. Yeah, that too. That was Those are always the fun ones. So. Well, we're probably going to have to cut most of that out because that's depressing. Oh. We went from real funny stuff to, to very depressing very quickly. I like it. <laughs> that's what we're here for. It's we're here to depress you. To take hard right or left-hand turns that are in the opposite direction yeah, of the way they much. should be. It's funny we ended up on, on all that stuff versus yeah. all the stuff that was I know. We, see, I don't think we should do a list anymore. I think we should just willy-nilly go for it. No, we need to have something. <laughs> nope. Just a guide. Sure. Like a hitchhiker's guide. To the galaxy. To the galaxy. I tried to download that book and listen to it, and I just couldn't get into it. It's different. It's a, you always want to make sure you have a towel. Definitely. And, and don't panic. Do not panic. No, it's don't panic. I said, do not panic. Right. Well, the back of the book actually says, don't panic. Oh, I see. I didn't. I don't know how to read. That's why I listen to books. <laughs> listen to books. I do. I uh, I if if they were going to pay us, I would plug one of the great book audiobook services. But until they pay us, I will not be plugging them. Did you know you can go and get a library card for free and get most of the same books yep. on audio for on, free on Libby? There's there's That's apps just... that you can download on your phone and link your library card to, and whatever the library has available for digital, like even even digital ebooks, like mm-hmm. um or digital copies the library owns of print books, you can download those, read them on your phone, you can listen to them. I think the the main app is Libby. There's other ones, but the main one is Libby. I, think I actually have it. That's a I think that's a phenomenal tool. And yep. I just read an article the other day that was saying the a massive study about the cognitive gains or the retention by reading it versus listening to it, that there isn't any real difference as much as some people are purists or Mm -hmm. snobs about it, that there's no discernible difference about the retention. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I don't really retain any of it. (laughs) It's just any of my high school teachers. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to need your grades. You've claimed you have the greatest grades. Yeah. Is that, did I, I didn't claim that. No, I was referencing somebody else. No, I know. I know what you were doing. Oh, I know what you were doing. I survived the coronavirus. Barely. If you brought that motherfucking coronavirus back here somehow and infected the studio, I'm going to fuck you up. You better shave your beard. I'll just die. Yeah, probably. That's wild that you would rather that, you know, and I don't disagree with you, but it's wild that you'd rather die than have a beard. It's in the Constitution. Is it? I don't know. Oh, I don't I haven't read that either. I, the Constitution. <laughs> You're the, eligible for The Constitution office. and the Bible I've never read, so I can be a preacher and or run for office. Well, one of them is in the other. That's the important thing to remember. Would we be Alcock Dean or Dean Alcock 2020? If we were in each other? That's I, I was referencing the Constitution and the Bible. Yeah, no, no, no. I was, oh. I was not. Like if we, if we had yard signs. Who's going to be the president? 
I don't actually care. I actually feel like the vice president might have more power to like pull strings and manipulate things from behind the scenes. So I feel like it might be more fun to to like run a shadow government behind your back. <laughs> It'll be a large shadow. <laughs> it will it will be called the shadow government. It's the total eclipse. We of hide heart. in plain sight. That would be our, our theme song would be total eclipse of the heart. That would just be on real, the, the campaign. Quick, I need to rant for a second because I, at work, we listen to the oldie station here in town and I don't get to choose the music. Cause if I did, I would not listen to any of that bull trash. Um, why is it that all of the songs in the eighties are about date rape or treating people poorly like, I don't get it. Like, the... Aren't most rap songs about that? Drugs, yeah, but... No. Rapiness. They're not. That's not... No? No. I can't understand. They're also mumbly. What? You listen to the wrong kind of rap. <laughs> um, no, like the... Uh, the Fuck, what song is it? Um, the Get Out of My Head and Get Into My Car... Like the goddamn it, that guy's. See, I'm gonna have to cut this part out now too. Fuck. I, you know, I remember r- working with my dad as a kid, and my dad said, "All your rock music's just about drugs." Oh, that, and in the song that came on the radio, mm-hmm. and I don't know who doesn't, you'll probably tell me, but the lyrics were, "She don't lie, she don't lie, cocaine." And I was like, "Dad, you know that's drug related music." Eric Clapton. I don't know. I don't know. It's old music. Eric Clapton had a song called Cocaine. Then that's probably what it was. <laughs> oh. But all my music's about drugs. So I'm what the song I'm referencing is um, Billy Ocean, Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car. Hmm. Get out of my dreams, get into my car. Like that motherfucker. Sir, 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 quit being so aggressive. What if he's just inviting? It's not. I don't. I don't get that vibe from. I don't get an inviting vibe from the song. Yeah. The tone that you use does not sound as if he has command authority to to demand. I don't know. Billy Ocean probably fucks some shit up. Mm. I don't know. The like uh, with shore erosion. There's <laughs> Jesus Christ. But there's there's other songs where like it's just they're you know they're just being very aggressive and very like and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Mm, that's the rape culture. It is. It is it's sad times. All right. Well, we we made this weird again. That's, <laughs> You're not supposed to use the R word, either no. of them. Yeah, no, neither of them. Is it either or neither? Does it matter? Don't don't use either or neither of them. Okay, all right. Just so don't use with that. anything that starts with R. Don't get that. Well, that's wrong. Nailed it. <laughs> all right, let's get the hell out of here. This shit's getting a little, a little, a little edgy. Why are you saying it so weird? Weird? Why? Coo whip. Coo whip. All right, you ready to get out of here, buddy? Yeah, sounds like a plan. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Don't do anything crazy. We love you. Listen to the new outro. Yeah, here it comes. You guys ready? Here comes the new outro. Bye. See ya. Hey, kids. You've reached the end of the podcast. That's it. There's nothing more here. Just dead air in this closing statement. We appreciate your diligence, though. Now go back about your day and come back for the next show. Or listen again. In fact, that sounds like a better plan grab another show. That's what I'm doing right now. Whoever listens the most wins. You don't really win anything, really. Just the memories of better times, which is winning in my book. All right. Well, this is the actual end. Hand banana.